Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty, joined once again by Jay and a returning Faye. Faye, how's it going? Yeah, the, the, the power of technical wrestling is summing you back. Like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> The power of, like, fuck the Tories has brought you back to us. Yeah, and John Moxley on commentary. John Moxley. Oh, we, we're going to talk a lot about John Moxley on commentary <laughs> today, I, I feel. Um, it was it was a vibe, wasn't it? It was it was an actual vibe. The Blackpool Combat Club were actual menaces this entire show. <laughs> and I was okay. fucking here for it. Yeah, so just to give people an idea what to expect on today's episode, we're basically just going to talk about everything related to WrestleDream because it happened less than twelve, less than twenty-four hours ago. Um, it was ridiculously long. I, I think I'm the only one who watched it all the way through live. I went to bed just after five a.m. Um, so today's been productive. <laughs> I don't think I don't think my brain's fully recovered yet, but we'll give it a go. Um, Jay, you watched? You did like a sort of half and half, didn't you? Uh, no, about three quarters and a quarter. Yeah. I, I, I managed to make it up to um, the semi-main events, and then I was like, no, I need that. So I you... felt like I got fooled. Did you watch any of it like... live? Or... So I, wa- I watched up to Eddie and Sheeb. Um... Which, which is the second match, but hey, well, second real match, like not the pre-show yeah. matches. It was like the fourth hey, or the sixth Josh match. Barnett and Claudio was a real match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, let's not... I mean, Let's not that, go there. That eight-person eight tag match was fantastic as well. Yeah, like the pre-show was really good. It um, was. I like I yeah. like them doing like twenty minutes before on YouTube before the zero hour, and then them just doing all the matches on the zero hour. I think that's a good little thing. Yeah. That so, got. so should we go straight into zero then? Because yeah. Well, I I got back like after so it started at half eleven UK time, didn't it? And I got back after this. I got back just for midnight. So I was at um, my mate's house doing D and D, and I literally walked in about five to five to midnight, and I said to Sarah, "Like, have I missed any matches yet?" And she was like, "No, it was just it was literally the end of um, Tony in the ring with Anoki's grandkids." Yeah, I mean, you, you did. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say you did. Well, you missed. You missed an Eddie Kingston promo where Stokely Hathaway mm-hmm. made threats to Eddie Kingston because he doesn't good. like being alive. Um, Ricky Starks called a security guard CW Anderson, which popped exclusively that, yeah. me. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, as as Faye mentioned, um, there was Tony Khan, Rocky Romero, Shibata, and Anoki's grandsons in the ring. And after like Tony said, this is Anoki's grandsons, it went to Christy and watching the fucking video. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Like spying out the next orphans. Well, on 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 the press conference after, um, Tony brought it up. He went, Oh yeah, you were you you were you were looking at the at the video, like the you were watching um the presentation like with the Anoki yeah, with Anoki's grandsons. 
And then Christian just goes, yeah, I heard they lost their grandfather. And just it's just like a really awkward silence for like <laughs> not a minute where Tony's like, uh, I can't believe he's just done this. <laughs> oh, my God. Christian was a fucking menace on this entire thing. He was. From the beginning to end, he was just an absolute bad lad. Um, oh, good guy. So we'll get we'll go through the pre-show first. So yeah, like you said, they sort of got all of the the sort of ceremony out the way first, didn't they? And then they just gave us like four matches, one after the other, pretty much. It was just like here's a match, here's a match, here's a match, here's a match, and it was like, yep, off we go. Uh, so we started with Athena, Billy Starks, Keith Lee, and Satoshi Kojima uh, versus Sh- the, the Shane Taylor Promotions, which is uh, Lee Moriarty and Shane Taylor, uh, Diamante, and Mercedes Martinez. So we did get Mercedes on the show, because not the way a lot of people thought. Yeah. yeah. Um. This was really fun though. Like I especially immensely. Especially Athena murdering Lee Moriarty with an O face and then trying to fight Shane Taylor. That was incredible. Trying to murder all the men. Yeah. Um I I can't wait for Athena to eventually do a murder on Billy Starks because Also uh, Keith, be a- Keith Lee slamming Shane Taylor was legitimately fun as well. That was uh, that was lovely. Also, Keith has dropped a fuck ton of weight. He looked really good. Yeah, he looked he looked in, in, in really good shape. Yeah, he looked fantastic. And Billy Starks on, on on another AW pay per view, like he loved to yeah. see it. Doing yeah. kicks to everybody. And, and Breadman murdered Lee Mariato to the Lariato. The cozy Lariato. Lariato Kojima, Kojima, oh, Kojima. No. <laughs> no, um, no, no, our cock drop though this time. No, no one's deserving of it, that's why. <laughs> not, 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 yeah, he was definitely going to end up with one of them if the match went a little he bit longer. He carries on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so really fun match. Um, yeah, I think, who, I can't remember who, who got the pin, was it Keith Lee? Uh, no, it was Kojima. Yeah. Oh, Kojima right, yeah. pinned uh, Lee Moriarty. The bread man himself, the, using the power of cards. Well, it was after that um, cosy lariat, wasn't it? Like, that's what, yeah. that's what got it. Yeah. Um, right next up, then we had the first, the first pleasant, really pleasant surprise. Well, two really pleasant surprises. One was obviously just seeing Josh Barnett in AEW with the crowd chanting Bloodsport, which was pretty cool. Um, and then the second really nice little surprise was John Moxley coming on to do commentary, which became the first yeah. panic that I had though when Mo- when Wild Thing played, and I was like, oh my god, are we getting this match? And like freaked out. <laughs> yeah, I mean. As as I said when we were kind of watching it, um, the last time Mox and Josh Barnett were stood across a ring from another, Mox looked like he'd been in a fucking car accident afterwards because um, yeah. he was that, he was covered in that much blood. Um, it was like the first, one of his first matches back, wasn't it? Like ever. Yeah. It was like, Mox's like blood sport debut, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Mox said during commentary here, like he said, obviously he's been training with Josh Barnett lots. Like he actually trains with him when he's over in California. Yeah. And so, so did um, Danielson. Yeah. 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 Uh, they, they, they very. I mean, this was basically a blood sport match, wasn't it? It was. It was very, yeah, it was very so much that, that sort of style. It, there was a lot of catches, catch can. It almost felt. It felt very work shoot. Um, mm. uh, or just shoot. <laughs> or just shoot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that. That that European uppercut, the Claudio Gay Bonnet felt like it was oh. a real, the real deal. So good. Yeah. Chuck. Josh Barnett's so fucking good. He's just, he's just awesome, isn't he? Yeah, he's just like he's like the po- he's like the, he's like the Pokemon evolution of Axel Tischer. Yes. Yes. He's one yeah. of those wrestlers, though. Like especially like when you see like MMA fighters like become wrestlers, 
sometimes they can take themselves a little bit too seriously and he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He's just like, he, he respects like the whole Anoki side, like Anokiism side of it. The first hold that he got in Claudio in was a war crime. I was upset. Because no, like they're both so like beefy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's, yeah he's, 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 he's a big lad as well, isn't he? He's like, he's like a huge boy. Is yeah. that a fridge? Mm, I mean, he's broad. Yeah. My my last in memory of Josh Barnett is him trying to murder Jay White shoot because Jay White knocked Jay, Jr. out his seat. Yes. Yeah. By, by throwing Juice Robinson into him, and then Josh Barnett was like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." <laughs> God, remember when Jr. and Josh Barnett were the New Japan commentary team? That was a, a better time, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Kevin Kelly and fucking Chris Charlton nonsense. Uh, but no, this match was really, really fun. Uh, Moxie was having the time of his life as well uh, on commentary. He, he did so Wait, many yeah. swears. Did so many swears. <laughs> it was great. Oh that, was, that was many as he did in the Danielson match later. We'll get back to that. Um, my favourite thing, though, was the fact that like he was later on in the, in the evening, he was like, yeah, pretty sure I got fined for zero hour, and then proceeded to swear like, non-stop for two <laughs> matches. Well, at the end of I... this, at the end of this match, it was on the pre-show, he literally just said, oh, can you believe we gave you that shit for free? And walked <laughs> off, and they're just like. <laughs> uh, oh. what, what was it after after Danielson and Saber as well? He just went, "Well, ain't that some shit?" <laughs> the best thing was like, what was it? Was it like, didn't he tell? Didn't he tell until he like threw his mic down and was like, <laughs> "Fuck him up," and he was like, "You are on commentary. Yeah. The um, other yeah. mics can still pick it up." At one point, he just put uh, his I, hand over his microphone and he was like, I'm going to cover my mic so you can't hear what I'm saying now. And then he just started to swear loads and was like, no, that's still coming through, John, like quite a lot. Like, you, ha- you, you have a cough button. Use it. Uh, I, was- I love the fact that him and JR were just like two like just fucking angry old guys who just came to the... Yeah, who just came to ringside for all the fucking BCC matches. Oh, so good! Well, it wasn't like, there was a point. There was a point in the um because when Danielson like we'll, we'll talk about this. We'll, we'll talk about this now. Talk about Mox. Uh, when Danielson shouted, "I'm gonna kick his fucking head in," and then started to kick Zach. Uh, Moxie was like, "Swear job, Brian." Ah, don't know about it. Just put it in mind. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the stuff he was just coming out with, though, it's just like, yeah, Mox just doesn't no, care. No, it was unhinged. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was not okay, guys. I was not okay. You still think he was concussed? I'll be honest. Oh, my God. No, I just think he was just... When he's like, oh, yeah, Brian reads books about, like, tantric sex stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to know Starks when he was like, the thing with Ricky Starks is he's so pretty, I don't know whether to beat him up or take him over dinner. Yeah, and then then, um, he was like, you know... You know, Ricky says, youth is a whipping boy. He'd be right, but it's a good thing. And you're like, what What are these things that are coming out of your mouth? Like John, John Moxie saw Matt Jackson appealing at the Tumblr and was like, right, it's fucking on. <laughs> it's go time. <laughs> um, he he just like, Googled what Tumblr is and like, had the fucking awakening. <laughs> he was like, oh shit, they're into this. <laughs> but like... But the thing is, it, it had like the most ADHD energy I've ever seen out of a wrestler in my life. I mean, he, he's very much like that panning. when he does interviews anyway. It kept panning to him and he was sitting in like a different position every time that like he just couldn't sit still. It was it was so good to watch and like 
it felt like you were watching it with a pro wrestling fan. You know what I mean? I, I feel I feel like Mox on commentary is going to be like the new Jericho on commentary. I think we just need gonna, to do a watch just, through. They're just going to um, bust out every now and again Mox on commentary just to like, yes. just to be like, yeah, here we go. Him and Daniel oh, have that. like opposite ends of the feral energy scale on commentary, <laughs> don't they? I mean, Daniel yeah, I love, was so illegal the other day. Yeah. I love how this all came about, probably because Mox just like didn't want to not come to the show. It's yeah. like I just want to be there, and it's like I just yeah. want to watch this. I, he, he probably just wanted to watch uh, Zachary Bryan, and it's like well, I'll He's... do commentary for it as well. Then if you need me, yeah, he said he wanted to like watch all them, all like his guys' matches. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, I think we should do a watch through of Night at the Moxbury because. For the entire pay per view, he's just on commentary. Is that, that Mox on commentary? Oh, Mox on commentary hell. for the entire show. Oh, amazing! Oh. Yeah, right, we'll blast, we'll blast through the last two um, pre-show matches because they were they were less exciting than than that one. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> Luchasaurus just bodied Nick Wayne like absolutely annihilated Badly. him. Yeah, yeah. I he, mean, at he, one point he, he did did he choke him outside the ring or something? Yeah, like yeah. right in front of his mum. Yeah, yeah. He beat up Nick Wayne so bad that. Uh, Nick Wayne now thinks Christian's his dad. And he's got a complex. Uh, so yeah, that was funny. Obviously, Luchasaurus won that. And then we had uh, Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed versus uh, Bad Dude Tito, Shane Haste, and Mikey Nichols, all from TMDK. Uh, Max uh, Max Caster's rap was fun. Again, just carrying on the unhinged energy. You've got Max Caster rapping on Tentacle Pun. Yeah, I and Retribution. Tumblr's done a, done a number on the AEW roster, hasn't it? Like, Tumblr has done unprecedented damage to the AEW psyche. Like, oh. <laughs> I mean, just wait, wait until fucking Adam Copeland start until I don't know. Go do and all the shit. Oh, he'll, he'll, yeah, he's already doing that. What's um, even worse is that I literally said to Nat earlier on, I was like, I can't wait for Adam Copeland versus the Young Bucks. And you've just fucking called me out on that, so thank you very yep. much. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I said to Tasty this morning, I want Edge and Christian versus the Young Bucks. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it mad? Like, that, like, we're in a world now where we can get, like, Edge and Christian versus the Hardys again. Isn't that just fucking Just because we can doesn't mean we should. I know, and, but, like... And get Team 3D and do it. Yeah. Do a cinematic match at the Hardy compound. They don't yeah. have to do a fucking ladder match. Just do a cinematic match. Do, do, do a cinematic TLC match. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's literally what Tag Team Apocalypto was. Yeah. Only instead of ladders, it had um, Ricky Morton and someone else who was old as shit and cherry pickers fucking slapping each other. <laughs> um, that's what uh, we need. Right, then. Sh- should, we, uh, should we move on to the main card and yeah. leave this de- degeneracy behind us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so instead of instead of um, instead of that, we'll talk about MGF grabbing Vince's balls. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing that happened. Um, I kind of hated this because it felt it, like it felt like a bit of a waste of time, didn't it? Like having just spent like two weeks building the righteous up to like they, have MGF just yeah. beat them. They've literally built the righteous up to being like so fucking compelling, and then in one match they just undone everything. I had the right just to win this, and it didn't happen, and I was sad. I, I thought MJF was going to win it, but I feel like they could have, they could have done more to kind of. They could have made it feel like a bit more, like slightly hard work, as opposed to him just like. I mean, he he was, he was in danger a few times, but he in the end he won this like quite easily. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he and overpowered them a lot. It was entertaining, don't get me wrong. It it was, but at the same time, like I feel like they they'd really done a good job of building the righteous up up until this moment. Mm-hmm. Um and and also if it was all about protecting MJF, all they had to do was have the fucking bang bang gang come out and attack him. Or yeah. just have some guy some guy in a devil mask walk out onto the stage and like yeah. Stare him down, and then he he's like, "Oh my god, you've that's because he said like someone stole my mask." So he's like, "Oh, who are you?" And then like Dutch just murders up behind or something. I don't know. Like an obvious yeah. neck break on under the tail neck. <laughs> uh, right. Speaking about entertaining, then if you're not entertained by that, how about some Eddie Kingston versus Kashiro Shibata? So good. That um, made my soul happy. When, when Eddie pulled the straps down and was trying to get Shibata to fucking chop him, and Shibata PK'd him in the heart. That yeah, was, just kicked him in the, in the fucking heart. It was like, oh that, my god. That was deeply upsetting, but this match absolutely fucking ruled. It was lovely. There were, like, there, there were like three moments in this match that scared the shit out of me because I thought Eddie was going to lose. Yeah, I thought I, there, there was a lot All of it where... <laughs> that gave well, me the fear whenever Eddie was in one of them. I was like, oh no. Well, also, the, the fact that they kept banging on about, oh, maybe he's going to be a modern-day Triple Crown winner. It's like, I mean, you really... Really hammering it up here, like Chabas is yeah. gonna win, lads. Yeah. Um. I think. I think as well. Every time, like Shibata like reversed one of Eddie's like moves as well. Like it was. Yeah. It, they they told a really good story though that like Shibata's like obviously kind of the perfect wrestler. So he he had an answer for everything Eddie had, and Eddie just won by. Sheer kind of like Eddie Kingston look and determination, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fall of the finish as well when he like, I mean, he, he tried again, he tried the Northern Lights bomb, couldn't get it done. Um, and then he went back to the back first and then the power bomb finally. Kawada's cursed him, not like Kawada knows, like, obviously, you know, it's fine, <laughs> but yeah, like, really, really fun match. Um, and then Eddie, very nice little gesture from Eddie at the end, like he did with um. The other guy. Uh, Ishii, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was... Oh, no, Ishii. I mean, they, they had an argument, didn't they, when they were trying to, like, give yeah. the rings to each other? Yeah. <laughs> um... He had it with Rocky, didn't he? And, um... He's done it a few times where he basically says, oh, no, now play their music, and then he leaves and lets them have a bit of, like, respect yeah. from the crowd, which is really nice. So, yeah, yeah that, that was that was sweet. Um, next match... Uh, Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart. Uh, this was a match that I thought I wanted Julia to win really badly, but then I think Sarah pointed out as well. Like Sarah, maybe sort of see this. Um, I don't think Chris is ready to drop the belt yet. I think Julia Hart. Don't be wrong. Julia Hart is fantastic. She this match was great. Julia Hart did really, 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 really well. But yeah. I think when you see these two wrestle, you see the difference in in where they're at now. And like Chris yeah. is just a level above at this point, and she needs to stay the champion for a little bit longer. It needs See, to be cemented, doesn't it? But also, I think... I don't know, I kind of think Chris can afford to lose that belt and then go after the women's belt. I agree. I, I wanted Julia to win. I mm. think... I, I, don't, I don't think Julia looked weak for losing. No. Because I think she really gave it to her. But I mean, also, first of all, what, what a terrible start to spooky season. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, it's been cursed from the start um, in true spooky fashion. But I really wanted, I really, I'm really intrigued to see where they go with Julia now because I think they do need to give her something mm. because she is looking like a, like 
not necessarily like a monster in the physical sense, but she is becoming like a dominant force. Like, even mm. if you wanted to say, have Julia get the belt off Athena and maybe put Athena in the main title picture or the TBS. Well, so uh, interestingly, on the um on the on the pre on the post match uh, media scrum, they asked Chris like, "Who do you want to face now that you've you've beaten Julia?" And the first two names she said, "I want to take on Soraya to see who the best champion is out of the two of us, and I also really want to fight Athena." I mean, Athena. Did you see Athena put that picture up of um? It was her head on Soraya's body, which was already yeah. odd. But then it was like, but then it was like she had um all three belts and she was like i'll take that challenge so oh my speaking, god speaking, speaking of that did you see uh, max caster put up a picture and it was his top body on vincent's lower body when mgf was grabbing his balls i did see that that was yeah deeply troubling <laughs> uh, shout out from this match i really like the spot they did where um julia went to spit the black sick on chris and she just slapped her she spat it like out like pat over the other side of the ring yeah that yeah, was, uh, that was that was phenomenal. Um, and that and Julia's moonsault is a thing of pure beauty. I, I love it. It's it's like slow motion, isn't it? Just, she it's gets so much height, she gets so much height, but doesn't she doesn't need that much distance, which is really tricky. You can tell, obviously, she's got a background in like gymnastics and cheerleading yeah. and, and sort of like yeah, she's good at the flippies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so yeah, excellent match. Yeah. Um, uh, next up then we had the four-way tag team match um obviously ray phoenix was taken out pretty early apparently according according to ryan's um on the um, discord now oh is that according yeah. to brian alvarez last night it was a it was like a, a an angle to, to keep him sort of safe for so um, phoenix has put up um the international championship has been a big challenge that night the night i became champion i left the arena with the championship in my hands with an old injury bothering me again. My first defense was painful, did not allow the belt to stop me. I, um, basically, he's just saying, like, he's still, he's not going to give it up. Um, I'm still going to work through the pain. So, like, basically, he's doing, the, he, he's doing the Orange Cassie storyline, but in the space of about three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, Excalibur said that belt's cursed, didn't he, on commentary? He's like, I yeah. think Mox is going to come back and for the belt. They, they could do that, but it feels like Mox is a bit busy with someone else right now. Because yeah. he had that stare down with Ricky. Yeah, he did, didn't he? So I think Ricky's, Ricky's just working his way through beating all the BCC. And then he'll yeah. join them. So yeah, cool Holic report and what Brian Alvarez said. So, uh, despite the angle, Phoenix did not suffer an injury and he was written out of the match to protect him for dynamite as he's banged up. Fair enough. Well, that's good at least. Um, yeah. I when, when we were watching this, to be fair, I thought it felt like Lucha Bros were going to win it because the way like the finish kind of felt not clunky, but it felt a little bit like weird because it was all pencil in the books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think. The Bucks weren't the right team to win. I think the Guns should have won it. I thought the Guns should have won it. I'm like, shocked that you agree with me on that. Thing. So for me, <laughs> so for me, right, is my sayings for this. With what happened, especially with what happened later, with who won, um, I'm just mm. going to spoil it. It was um, bald and hair. But for me, if you're going to have... 
the Bucks lose to FTR after losing again. You know what I mean? For me, that's shit. I don't think the I don't think the Bucks are losing because full gears in um, California. Yeah, agreed. But full gears in hometown. If you're gonna have the Bucks win, you have done it all in. That's my opinion. Yeah, I feel. I feel like it's it's weird, isn't it, with FTR's title reign? It's kind of just like spinning its wheels a little bit now. Which I mean, I I'll be honest, I feel like that way about quite a few of the champions in AEW yeah. at the moment. Um, I think but, the main title picture has suffered so massively. Hmm. Not like in terms of quality of matches, but like story. I it would seems to have like on on the flip side like having like this run of pay-per-views and not necessarily having a champion challenger for the world title at every one it's enabled on the last two shows for them to build up the international title and the tnt title that's true and, like I, i've got no complaints about the pay-per-views at all but mm. i just think like this and i do enjoy the baby feud but i think with adam cole being injured you should have just took those belts off them and then had MJF do something different with the title until Adam Cole got back. Yeah, I mean, but Adam yeah. Cole, it's not like MJF hasn't got, like, storyline progression. Like, he literally got a new challenger this week on Dynamite. Yeah. That's true. In, in, in what was an absolutely excellent segment, which we're going to have to segue a little bit and talk about now because I want to talk about yeah. greasy rap boy Jay White going after MJF. Yeah. I yeah. Was- I was so happy when that happened. Like, I didn't think they'd do that. And I think that's why, like, it got me so excited. So I was like, oh, is this what we're going into instead? Well, it was just when, when his music hit and he walked out, it felt like another one of those Brian Daniels and Kenny Omega. Like, the energy was just like, oh, my God, yeah. it's these, two, it's these yeah. two guys. This is awesome. Yeah, they had, they had like, really, like, electric kind of chemistry together, didn't they? Um yeah. It was it was mad as well because like MJF just destroyed Jay. I was like, oh shit, here we go. And then as soon as Jay like got got on the fucking mic, it was like, oh no, he's fine. Yeah, no, and she was like, oh no, oh please don't tell me Jay's fucked this. Like please don't tell me he's like just gone to shit on this on this promo. And then he started talking, and I was like, oh yeah, no, this is absolutely fine. He's he's, he's cooking. <laughs> it's good. Jay White's yeah. fine. It's fine. And I I feel like. Weirdly, this is the promo Jay White should have done when he debuted. Yeah. He was doing his getting up Ricky though, wasn't he? So you know. Yeah, but the, the what I mean by that is it absolutely established to anyone who didn't know who the fuck Jay White was, it established exactly who he was. Because mm. yeah. he just list, listed off his accolades, listed off all his like kind of like nicknames, essentially just like told everyone who didn't know who Jay White was exactly who Jay White was. It felt like a New Japan J-Po promo, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when I, Jay White was going to feel with Kenny about the Bullet Club and then it just didn't happen? Don't. Yeah, I'm, they, hoping, I'm hoping. Like, <laughs> like that's what I want. That's what I want. Remember it was that impact and nothing came of it? Well, no, it was like just before All In, when they were doing that, getting ready for that, that big multi-person tag was, match. And he was cutting promos about like, how he carried the Bullet Club and then they just like left it now because Kenny's in the Jerichoverse, so don't worry about it. Jericho Megaverse. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it it is interesting that like they've kind of moved. 
because if it feels as though Adam Cole was gonna possibly be the guy to take it off MJF, and then he got hurt, and then they needed to kind of like buy some time. And I mean, I think it's safe to say we all think it's Adam Cole, right? The mask. Yeah. Mm, I, I, I honestly have no fucking clue. Like, yeah. well, there, there was that, there was that thing after um, All In where the mask was with Cole's jacket. Yeah, which was why I'm like, it's probably Adam Cole. And also, again, it buys the time. You can kind of like go, oh, yeah, my injury wasn't as serious as I said it was. And that's yeah, why Roddy being such a needy little bitch. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, again, Tumblr were like, you can see the, the neck brace under one of those people's turtleneck oh, like, as well. What, one of those guys was a thousand percent Matt Taven because nobody yeah. else in AW's got that build. Yeah, no, no one else is that lanky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oddly proportioned. You, you could literally, it was, like the, it was like the guy closest to the camera was like, well, that's absolutely Matt Taven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think personally it's um Cole, Roddy, Kingdom and Kyle O'Reilly. That would be amazing. Cole Kyle. Yeah, because then it's it's basically the undisputed elite without Bobby Fish because we don't need them. No, um, no of course not. Um, we, can re- we can replace Bobby Fish with Matt Taven and Mike Bennett because combined they are still younger than him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you I would very much like for Jay White to take the belt off MJF I would love that like I think Jay um, White needs it as well I think he absolutely needs the title I, I'm I'm a bit more convinced it's going to be someone else now but prior to prior to this show I would have agreed with you 100% Speaking of that, someone else, should we talk about our, our next match on the card and our first certified <laughs> banger? Of the night? Oh, oh boy. Are you telling so me that uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Josh Barnett was not a banger? Oh, it was. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking like, like, like nailed, I'm talking about nailed on five star matches, and this is the first one of the night, I thought. Yeah, um, I agree. So this was Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Page, and Jesus fucking Christ, this was unbelievable. That's this was just—I don't know how to describe this. It was just nasty, but in all the best ways. It was Swerve doing murder. Yeah, it did feel like, and not even like it felt like like you didn't feel like Hangman didn't have a chance, but it did feel like you were watching your husband going out to die. You know what I mean? Well, it was is this what it feels like at the start of three hundred, where all the Spartans go off to like to fight in the battle, and all the wives are like, "Well, ah, oh well, here we go." It, yeah. it was interesting in the sense that um, you had kind of it started off where they were trying to still like paint Swerve as being like the bad guy, and as soon as like as soon as the crowd reacted, Swerve was like, "I told you this would happen." <laughs> Kill Hangman, and, give me that. And, Hangman had to kind of act. Well, did you have you seen his um his promo after the match? No. Oh God. Um. So it's it's basically Hangman cutting a Jay White New Japan promo, where he's yeah. he's lying on it. He's lying on a cr- on a crate, effing and blinding because he got oh. beat. <laughs> Love those promos. He's, he's like, see how fucking hates me. 
Oh. Um, Seattle yeah. and Cincinnati both got to team up and batter him. No, it's yeah. fine. Um, this th- this upset me greatly. I was that, not okay. um, that double stomp on the apron was an actual fucking crime. Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was upsetting. <laughs> that was so upsetting. It was like it was like Swerve was like hell bent on breaking Hangman's face. Like, there was that kick really early in the match where Hangman's nose was, like, all swollen up. And then, like, yeah. he did the double stomp on his face. And, and then, then he, he did that. going for his nose. Yeah, and th- there, was that, there was that bit as well quite early in the match where, like, Swerve went for a runner off the apron and Hangman caught him and just, like, powerbombed him on the apron and then swung him around and powerbombed him on the barricade. And I was like, yeah, that's that's upset. Yeah. And then the, um, the buckshot as well, like, absolutely took the soul out of Swerve. Uh, the dead eye on the steps was horrible as well. Yeah, it was. That was upset. Not the worst. Still, still not the worst thing that happened on the steps tonight. But hey, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, but it was up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is great. There was a bit of fuckery towards the end. Obviously, Prince Nana got involved. Um, he sort of saved Swerve from the bookshop. He put the leg up on the uh, on, on the that, ropes. That being a, like an eternal spot, by the way, like yeah. someone always interfering on the bookshop. It's so good. Yeah, and then I, yeah, honest, I like the I like the twist of it though, where like the referee caught Nana. Because mm. normally that wouldn't happen, and even like the whole like Nana taking his crown off and it was like hidden in plain sight, yeah. and he just he just did it like he was getting annoyed at the referee, and he was and then Hangman tried to fucking go and crime Nana because he's a monster. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then I, swear. I mean. The, end, the ending as well because Swerve hitting two house calls and then a JML driver and it was like that, that second house call which basically hit Hangman in the face was horrifying <laughs> um, but yeah absolutely also, the right also we, we need to put the crowd as well because Hangman was kind of the heel in this match yeah yeah um, yeah and I think credit, Hangman credit, kind of realised credit to Hangman he, he worked it really well like I think he, he really adjusted yeah, it, it the fact that he did that, um, because c- he did the contract signing on Dynamite, didn't he? Where like Hangman stabbed Swerve in the hand with a pen, yeah, and then like that, that then gave Hangman something to target throughout the match. And the fans, it gave Swerve enough sympathy that he didn't lose kind of like the mean streak of being a heel normally, but mm. he still had like the hometown crowd sort of behind him, um. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was excellent. The right guy won. Um, I if it's weird because it didn't feel like a passing of the torch moment, but it felt like both these guys kind of elevated one another. Yeah. Um, and I'd I'd like it if I'd like it if because it feels like now Swerve's on like a massive upward traje- trajectory. Like I was going to say, this felt like it, it felt like a big match. It felt like a really important match for Swerve. And it felt like you say, Jay, it, it, it felt like both guys out of each other, but it felt more so like Swerve getting accepted into that top tier club now. Yeah. He's, I mean, in, he's in that, he's, he's in that, helping the pun, he's in that elite group of, of guys if, now. Um, who... If Hangman is Swerve's first defense, I'd be okay with that. And Swerve murders him again. Yeah, yeah. I'd be damned with that. Yeah, that's fine. So before we yeah. move on, just want to talk a bit about obviously Swerve in the press conference because he came in um, and chatted a bit, and he was kind of half in, half out of character, wasn't he? Like a little bit. Well, he was. He was very much in character until Tony like kind of brought up the fact that 
Jericho and Omega were both out before him. And they were like, oh, yeah, Chris Jericho was like, just like sung your praises. And so is Kenny Omega. And he was like, oh, oh, that's really, that's really, like, really gratifying. And he said, I heard, yeah. I heard Adam Cole, uh, Adam Cole, Adam Copeland say that, he, that I was one of the names that he wanted to wrestle. So that, that got me happy. But he didn't hear like Kenny and uh, Jericho and then Tony told them he was like completely broke character trying to like kind of hide the fact that he was smiling. He said, hasn't he, on a podcast recently, though, like, the elites, like, like a group that, like, he really looks up to. Well, mm. Kenny, Kenny said during the press conference that he, it's one of those things with Swerve where he doesn't, like, he doesn't shower him with praise, but he'll always kind of, like, after his match go, he did a really good job there. Mm-hmm. And, like, just, he's just said, like, he's a really humble guy, really, like, he, he just takes doesn't let it go to his head. He just takes, like, the praise. He's happy to, like, kind of do what is required of him. He's a lovely person. He's a very nice man. When he's when he's not murdering cowboys or swans, he's a very nice man. And if, yeah. if you look at Swerve's body of work now in AW, it's, it, I think it stands up to pretty much anybody over the last sort of 18 months. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like he might be going after Kenny next. Because oh, yeah. Kenny... Climbing a ladder of the bodies of the elite. Yeah. I mean, if 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 Swerve pulls Kenny out of the um, Jericho verse, I'd be okay Jericho with that. Jericho mega verse. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it, I I I feel like I don't know. I feel I feel like Jericho wants to work, and I feel like after this match as well, Swerve's going to have a lot of like. Heavy hitters in AEW wanting to wrestle him. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be people queuing up to wrestle Swerve now because he's, yeah, he's proven you can put him on that big stage against a, a top tier opponent and he can deliver. I and mean, he's uh, done it against Orange Cassidy. He's done it against Derby. He's done it in the tag division with Keith Lee against the acclaimed. You know, this is not new. Like, Swerve is. And we've, we've said this multiple times when, when he, we watched him wrestle. Like, no one does what he does. No one moves like he moves. No one no one wrestles like he wrestles. It's it's so different. And he's yeah. so unique. And he's so good. Like, <laughs> that it's, it's, I think there's so many mouthful and like opponents out there for him like that, that, that I'm really excited to see him have a good go on like I can't wait I really can't wait to see what they do what Swerve does over the next 6 to 12 months I really I, can't wait if you've got I'd time like watch Swerve VJ White um, a new Japan a very fantastic match I'd like us to get um, Swerve versus Danielson before Danielson decides he's gonna go part time that would yeah. be nice Defy. doing Defy with no build well um thingy didn't he mock said ages ago um he wants to tag with danielson in defy so just run run like a little series there it's fine yeah 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 yeah. so yeah excellent excellent match um i kind of felt a bit sorry for the next match which was ricky starks we really either because this was just getting sent out to die basically um i I still really enjoyed it though it was a a fun match but jesus christ like it was it was the sandwich like the this the the pieces of bread on the sandwich were the better part which is kind of weird at least we did get an angry man well, it might have been worse for people in the arena than it was for people at home. Because yeah, Mox, we, we, did get, like... we, did, we did get Mox back in commentary. We did. Um, no, I, I, I felt was, like they still had really good comment, uh, commentary, really good chemistry. Um, 
I feel as though the only criticism I really had of it was could have done with building it up a little bit more. But at the same time, if they've got Ricky kind of like plowing through the Blackpool Combat Club to get to get all the way to Mox, um, it's the final boss, Angry which is Dad, John Mox. It, it it certainly felt that way after the match where like Mox was sat there and Ricky was like staring him down, um, yeah. which I mean build that all the way to full gear, I'd be okay with that. Yes, I mean not, nothing much to say about the actual match itself. I mean there was never any danger that Starks was going to lose this. Was that it was always going to be Ricky? No, it, interestingly, um, Ricky came out on his own and Big Bill came out like about halfway through the match. Surprise, Big Bill! Just like. Yeah, he takes them well off, didn't he? But also, Ricky tried to kind of, well, tried and succeeded to essentially wrestle like a Blackpool Combat ma- Club match. Yeah. Mm. Like, he did all the kind of, like, the trappings of a Blackpool Combat Club match and beat Uther at his own game. And, again, it's it's kind of like, it's weaving into this whole story of Danielson wanting Ricky to join the Blackpool Combat Club, and Ricky's like, nah, fuck you. I'm just going to be really good. <laughs> um I don't think I want Ricky in the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, he won't join. He, he doesn't need like, to. He's, 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 that's what I'm he's saying. I feel like Ricky's like so good like as Ricky Starks. Mm. Ricky's, Ricky won't join a faction anytime soon, I don't think. I think he's more likely to just go around being Nerds a fucking... factions. Thorn. Yeah, just being a thorn in people's sides and he's got Big Bill to kind of like back him up when he needs to. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed Mox on commentary. It was very good. Yeah, right. On to um, on to second banger. Best um, banger. Best banger. Well, potentially the match of the night. Possibly one of the matches. Yeah. Possibly one of the matches of all time. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I haven't talked much about match lengths, but like, I think I feel like even though this pay per view was long as fuck, I feel like it, they paced it pretty perfectly. For the most this part. wasn't super long, was it? Twenty shade over twenty-two minutes. Yeah. Nothing was over twenty-five minutes except for the main event, which was barely like twenty-five minutes, twenty-five seconds, and that was two out of three falls. Everything else was under twenty-five minutes, um, and several ma- so Uther Starks was under ten. Um, the the, the four-man four-way tag match was twelve. The women's match was nine. Eddie was eleven. MGF was nine. Um, it was only Swerve, Hangman was 20, uh, this was 22, the six man was 22, the tag match was 20, and the main event was 25. I think that's, I think as as far as Matchlands go, I think that they got that pretty pretty much nailed on. Yeah. I when when this got announced, I was expecting them to go about 40 odd minutes. Yeah. So when when it it didn't overstay its welcome because I think as well like with a with a match of this style, sometimes it can run the risk of getting a little bit repetitive. Especially with like counter for counter for counter. Yeah, especially with all the catches catch can stuff. We've um, all seen the we've all seen the Davy Richards um Tyler Black Ring of Honor World Championship matches that went like sixty minutes back in the day. I oh, have you. watched a couple of them now and yeah. <laughs> I think I'm still like, watching one of them as I as like them for um, entirely different reasons, but like we'll leave that there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like you said, Jay, this this was the, the pacing uh, with this match in particular. I thought was was exceptional. Um, there was a real sense of like a feeling out period, a bit of mutual respect, and then it sort of just progressed and got like increasingly more ill tempered as it went on. 
yeah, that, that bit where uh, Zach PK'd Danielson's fucking broken arm was upsetting. Zach was a lot um, of like wrist-based offense, wasn't it? Which was uh... yeah. Well, Danielson's arm was like all swollen up after the show, wasn't it? And yeah, like he, he said, he showed, he, he showed it in the in the uh, press conference. Yeah, it was it was fucking horrible. Just want to say the combination of Nigel McGuinness and John Moxie on commentary for this match fucking made it. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, because, like, Nigel was going all kinds of feral for, like, for, like, Danielson murder. It was brilliant. There was one point where, what did Zach, Zach had him in a submission? I can't remember what it was at the, the armbar. Exactly. And Nigel, Nigel, like, jumped up out of his seat and was like, I need to see this. And was like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was shot perfectly as well because Nigel was in the background. Mm. So like Zach went for like a cross arm breaker. Nigel shoots up and goes, "I'm gonna see the dragon tap." And Mo- Mox takes his head off and goes, "Fuck him up, Brian." Yeah, that was what. Yeah, and like the day that that happened, right? <laughs> Nigel McGuinness is going to ascend. Like he's just gonna like just reach a higher I, plane of existence. Become a I being of pure that, energy and just yeah. just dissipate. I think Nigel should be the guy to do it. I think he should. Get him I in think. a fucking... Not, one of Nigel's finishes is the fucking London dungeon. It's basically just trying to tear your arm off. Yeah. Do that to fucking Danielson's broken arm. That's all we need. There was, there was, so, there was so much good shit in this match. Like some, of the, some of the technical wrestling was off the charts. Like even Danielson said, like he said in the, in the press conference, he said, if you could put like an EKG... I'd love to like have an EKG machine on me when I wrestle this so you can see my brain patterns. Because like he said, on the one hand, like part of my brain was like, I want to win. I'm trying my hardest. I'm trying my best. I'm like going like full attack. And my other part of my brain is just like, this is really fucking cool. What this guy's doing is like really fucking impressive. <laughs> I want to watch him watch his match back. Yeah. Remember the way everyone did it um, for like... Dragging off Walter. Remember when they had all yeah. the wrestlers do it? I want like them to like have like maybe just have the Blackpool Combat Club like with Regal watch it. What Danielson said as well himself. He said like those things that Zach was doing in this match that he couldn't even he, he couldn't even believe that. that well, Mox said he was, didn't he? he was like, and Mox said at the beginning of the match, he was like, um, you know, in terms of like strikes and stuff like that, and like aggression, like. Danielson, like, he's got to use, like, but in terms of, like, he literally basically said, in terms of, like, technical, like, submissions and stuff like that, he said, like, he was, like, it, it's Zach. Like, yeah. Mm. That also, Danielson's from, from the Isle of Sheppey. Well. Yeah. We announced him as from the Isle of Sheppey. Pride of the Isle of Sheppey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, was it that he, what was it that he did? It was that arm... But oh, he did that did wrist stuff that made me like almost physically sick. No, the, the dragon screw was vile. Yeah, oh yeah, that, oh, was, that, uh... was, that was that was that was upsetting. Yeah, yeah. yeah Danielson's dragon screws are fucking grotty sometimes, aren't they? <laughs> um... Mox getting like grossed out by it all, but also being unable to not watch uh, was brilliant. Yeah, there's all like that joint manipulation yeah. on Danielson's wrist. And he like bent his wrist back and like stomped on his at the points of his elbow. Um, yeah, that was deeply troubling. Um, but there was, a, there was a lot of really good. I mean, this sounds like a, a, a an obvious thing. There's a lot of really, really good, like grappling, technical wrestling, like that. But not just like the, the, the submissions and the transitions, but all the time, like both guys knew exactly where the ropes were and how to use them and how to use the ring. And like you yeah. could tell both. The, and as you said, Jay, like last night on Discord, they were probably just calling this as they went. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
like like because they're both they're both that kind of guy who can do that um and like you could just tell they were but this was just like a, a 20 minute like sparring session to them that just happened to be a pay-per-view match yeah the damn it vince pod um on twitter absolutely described this fantastically they said it was like watching two octopuses trying to find a contact lens <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, we, we, words can't do this thing justice. Like, just no. go and fucking watch, watch it. It, it, watch was, it. it was, it was, it was. It's Five only twenty minutes long. It, it was twenty minutes of of some of the best wrestling you'll ever see. Aaron will hate it because it's technical wrestling. But, oh you no, know, Aaron, Aaron loves Zack Sabre Junior. Though weirdly, which, which, it just blows my mind because he's the most wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most like, wrestler ever. Well, we had this conversation, and he was like, "I don't know, I just really like him." I was like, yeah, "But he's like the most wrestling wrestler ever, and you fucking hate wrestling." <laughs> So, yeah, but it's so, like yeah. so I, I don't know what to believe anymore now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's real. But yeah, this this was this was exceptional. It was it was so so good. It's it's ma- it's probably match of the night. It's probably match of the year. And I think I think Melts is gonna break the fucking scale for this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Melts Melts is not really into that kind of thing, is he? He should be. If he's not, he, he should, should be. be. Um, but yeah, it was it was exceptional, um, and also it's important to note, uh, Danielson did not tap Zack Sabre Jr. He won with uh, the psycho knee. Yeah, right. So according to McGuinness, Zack Sabre Jr. is still the best technical wrestler in the world. And he's Zack's already called out a rematch, and he said he wants it in either Japan or the UK because that's. Oh man! He, he, if this he, happens he, at Wrestle Kingdom, or at all in next year, hey, why not? Both, both of them, why not, please. Why not both? Yeah. We need Brian versus Nigel at all in next year. Yeah, oh, I mean, true. I'd, I'd take that, yeah. Um, yeah, so next up then, we'll move on. Again, this this again felt like almost a bit of... This oh, had, it was sent out to die. Yeah, but like, which is mad considering the match it is. Um, given who was in this match, I was so indifferent about it. Yeah. This was my feeling as well. I had what? this exact same thing. I was just I think, like, I, I, think, I think everyone was just emotionally spent after the after the last match, weren't they? And it was like, yeah. Uh, so this was Don Callis' family. So Takeshita, Osprey, and Guevara versus Jericho and the Golden Elite. Oh, sorry, it's just the Golden Elite, the Golden Lovers, obviously. Um, Kenny. So first of all, I want to say this is the this is the best I think Abushi's looked since he came back. Yeah. I think he's yeah. he's clearly whatever injuries he's he's obviously not one hundred percent, but whatever's been bothering him, it's clearly gotten a bit better to the point where and he actually looked like. Yeah, he looked like he was capable of murder here, which was quite nice. Yeah. Uh, Takesh is just going to be one of the best wrestlers in the world by the time it's all said and done, isn't he? Yeah. I I can't wait for Jericho versus Takesh after this match. That's one thing I will say, because yeah. they only had a few little bits together, but when they did, it was like genuinely really exciting. I was like, okay, like, I can get behind this. So one thing they did announce, Tony Khan announced after the in the press conference after the show uh, for this week's Dynamite, they're doing Jericho and Kenny versus Takeshita and Sammy. Call, call them by their real name, please, mate. Well, the Golden, the golden Jet. Jet. I'm not doing Jer- that. Yeah, Jericho, Jericho didn't fucking copyright that for nothing. Jericho didn't make this get the T-shirt made for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's either it's either that or the Jericho Megaverse. So you know, t- take your fucking pick. Oh, um, golden okay. Jets. Golden Jets. Golden Jets. <laughs> yeah, no, this was really fun, though. I mean, it, it was one of those matches. It felt a bit like the All In match, where like no one really got a chance to stand out because everyone was just doing so much everything. Until um, the catch them murdered Kenny with that fucking flying knee. 
Oh like, god, yeah. Until the character was like, "Remember knee murder? I can do that." It's <laughs> <laughs> just like okay, really yeah. Like that match with the house of black, and Kenny's like, "What?" It it felt like this match was kind of like a vehicle to like elevate to catch them more than he already has been. Mm-hmm. And Sammy, that... Sammy, Sammy gets the pin here on Jericho. Well, yeah, Sammy gets the pin, but like Takeshita did pretty much all the heavy lifting. Will Ospreay yeah. was also there. Takeshita um, just murdered everyone. Uh, Will Ospreay did a he did bits. He did a sky twister press off the top rope to the outside. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. He also yeah. threw Will Ospreay also threw himself in front of a um a Judas effect. Did he did? He took um, one for the he took one for the bruvs. No, thank you. Um. But yeah, it was, it, this was this was fine. It was just one of those things where it's starting. To, it's getting to the point now where it's getting a little bit too played out. We did get made of Hunchibushi, which I enjoyed. We did get made of Hunchibushi, and he fucking punched Will Osprey so hard in the liver. I was about to say, I think he like shoot punched Will Osprey like like. I mean, up, yeah, upsetting. I can't blame him. If, he'll he'll uh, go down. His, his liver's going to be in so fucked. He's going to have to go down to like a, a mild Nando's. Just drinking it through a straw. Just garlic just and herb. No, uh, no, 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 hot or extra hot. Um, yes. Going forward, it's so hard. He's gonna need a fucking dialysis machine. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Jay. I think they need to sort of do something because it feels like we've had, we've had this felt conceptually very similar to the audio match, didn't it? Like yeah. just with a few people switched out. Yeah, and I, I kind of get that. Obviously, they're building towards Sakasta and Jericho, which again, as I say, like from. From this match, I am genuinely very excited for that. And Takeshi um, and Ibushi, they, they, they did a very deliberate job of keeping Takeshi and Ibushi quite separate in this match I as well. I wanted Takeshi and Ibushi for this. That's what I wanted for this preview. I, I feel like Takeshi and Ibushi is probably happening at full gear. I'd Maybe. Okay yeah. Well, obviously, we know, we know Takeshi and Jericho is happening at DDT. What if, like, mm-hmm. what if Kenny wrestles Sammy at I don't know, GCW. Why not? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, it, 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 I think yeah, we, we just need to get to the next chapter. We need to get to the fireworks factory here, don't we? For this one, it's a uh... yeah. But this the, the match, the match is looking back. I'm sure if I if I watch this match like next week, I'll enjoy it. Like I didn't hate it, I, I enjoyed well, it. But I think if I watch it next week, I'll enjoy it like a hundred times more. Because you won't yeah, be cause... following like the best match ever. Mm. The most I was, Yeah, I was I was looking at like a few um like wrestling journalist reactions to this on Twitter and they were like raving about it. And I was, I, I as I say, I was just very I don't know if it was just because I'd just watched like Zack Sabre Jr. vs. Brian Danielson, but I was just very kind of like and indifferent mocked on towards commentary it. twice. And mocked well. on commentary that too. Twice, like for two uh, matches. Right. Should we move on to the next match? Um, the tag title mm. match, FTR versus Aussie Open. Can I can I lead off with a with a, a strong opinion yeah. here? I don't think FTR and Aussie Open have got the source. No. Oh, I think they had the source. I think that I Mark... wasn't I wasn't super high on Royal Quest, and I was less even less super high on this one. Oh, really? Mm. Fair enough. I think I, had, I think, uh... I, I think I think there, there are other teams within the company who can have better matches with both guys. Yeah, that's I fair. think that, with your analogy there, I think they had the source at Royal Quest, and I think they have the same source now, and it's gone off. 
they, they like, put it in the fridge. Think, they're, they're yeah. in the cupboard, and it's 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 gone all crusty, and it, you can't get the top yeah. off anymore. And it's like, yeah, it's. Oh. Well, I, I, and I, think, again, I think I'm just tired of FTR now. Mark Davis got hurt quite early on, didn't he? He well, it was off the power and the glory, wasn't it? He front of his broke his wrist. It looked like it was fucking because when when he did the Coriolis, he wasn't holding him. He was just holding with one hand. Uh, luckily, yeah. Mark Davis is strong as fucking can do that because he's an absolute chad. But you know, it still looked horrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that definitely hurts a lot of it because, like. Like when um, they did the shatter machine, and you could tell that like Kyle Fletcher was trying to protect Mark at the same time as mm-hmm. hitting the move. Um, also, I mean, I have to I have to quantify this by saying like since the whole punk debacle, like FTR, they're approaching go away heat with me now. Oh, see that I I think they're gonna because they're really good friends with Adam Copeland. I think they're gonna now be like. You know, it's like oh fuck punk we're edge guys now yeah it's like yeah <laughs> well, um edge helped train um ftr yeah yeah and it was ftr who got edge back in wwe apparently back it in was. 2020 uh, back in 2020 and when yeah, it, it. when when seth broke into edge's house um he called ftr the, he called ftr and was like they're coming over now it's just Which a meme, is isn't it? Funny. It's just friendship, friendship ended with the CM Punk. Now Adam Copeland is my best friend. Yeah, they've got to cope somehow, mate. Um, <laughs> hey. Yeah, but I, I don't know. This this match, I just I don't know. I just I would have preferred so many I, different pairings. I feel like there was a few things that hurt it. I, I feel like the placement on the cards didn't do it any favors. I feel like the injury definitely didn't help. I feel like they they built up from that first match so much. You know what match would have absolutely fucked in this spot? It was like the cooldown match before the main event. Eddie V. Shibata would have fucking cooked here. Yeah. yeah. Also, just, no, just, just 11 minutes of just hard-hitting bastardry, you know, would have been perfect. Also, I would have done this match before the multi-man. So you know just, who was facing them. Mm, just so you... And then you could have done like well. a little like face-off. Like Although that, be, that being said, I I was more excited about the idea of the Young Bucks versus Aussie Open at this point. Yeah, me too. But, I think I Aussie thought, Open a, a lot of people on Twitter were saying like the win, the Young Bucks winning was telegraphing an Aussie Open win later on. Was it? But See, I, that's, what, I that's what people was, that's what people are saying. But then they are they do they do love Tony does love him some Bucks for the FDR, doesn't he? So I'm over I, that now. I think I think it was obvious it was going to be Bucks versus FTR as soon as the Bucks won. Yeah, well, at I least at least like... if they, I'm I'm with you, Faye. At least if they'd done the tag title match prior to that, like FTR could have won, and there still would have been compelling matches that they could have had with any of those other guys. Yeah. Um. Same with Aussie Open winning. They like. Either way, the result would have been more compelling. Whereas where it was on the card, it was like well. For me, I was like, it's obviously going to be FTR because they've they've got the whole thing with the books and they they they're doing again, this like series. They could have they could have done this, and then you could have had like a like Elite versus United Empire again. You could have threw that in there to get Kenny away from yeah, all well, of that. Um, I just think Jericho I just shut um, up. Um, I think though, like, um. 
minutes. I um, I think again I I'm think going back to my earlier point. From and they're trying to recreate what they had with FTR and the Briscoes last year with the books. Yeah, but it's it's not the same though. They're not the same tag team. And again, going back to what I said earlier on, if they were gonna put the if they were gonna have the books beat FTR, it should have been at all in. Because that match was phenomenal and the books were really good in that match. Are you just saying that because you were there? No. Why do you like this? Because <laughs> well, you couldn't antagonise you last week, so it's 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 yeah, coming it's coming to yeah. for it now. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll move on to the main event then. Um and if you ever thought this match didn't deserve the main event of pay per view. Um You're right. Did you ever think that Darby Allen would go, oh, I'm in the main event, it's time for me to do something fucking stupid? So to, to, to sort of put a, a, to put a, to put a sort of marker down for this match, before the match even started, Darby was bleeding because his own skateboard hit him in the face. Yeah. I wondered where that had come from, you know, like I must have missed the skateboard so hitting when, him when, in When the he was face. doing his entrance, he was banging his skateboard on the steps and it just bounced up and smacked him in the face. Not the first time the steps would fuck him over in this match. Um, <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yeah, oh, this yeah. match was this match is exceptional, isn't it? Um, Christian proves to be one of the greatest pickups AW. Oh, it, it, when, when everyone was yeah. mad that like he was being heralded as this big signing, and like oh it's only Christian, it doesn't count, and it's like well no, he's actually fucking incredible. So you know, yeah. here we go. And he continued to like make every ladder match safe that he was in, yeah. and everyone still complained. He's just he's just he's just so so he's, good. He's just a role model. Um, what can I say? Father of the year, as Nigel McGuinness said. Father yeah. of the year. Um, and now he has a new son. Oh. Well, so Darby so picks up the first win, the first pinfall with a roll-up. Uh, yeah, which which puts Christian... Well, Christian, again, in the press conference, Christian claimed he won 2-0, uh, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> that he just, press he just, conference. He, he, just, he just gaslit everyone. He was like, yeah, I won 2-0. I've been champion for four months. Um... <laughs> It I was, don't have friends. It was, when, it was when Tony Khan was like, "Oh yeah, you've been champion for what, three weeks now." He's like, "I've been champion for four months, Tony. You, you've you've got a few problems with your uh, timekeeping there." Yeah, the first question they asked him was, uh, "How do you feel about a, a, an old friend um, coming to the company?" And he's like, "I don't have any friends. My only friend is Lucasaurus. I've told you this." And then yeah, he was he saying said it in the last press conference, didn't he? Like he's yeah. like, "I don't have friends." And then he was saying that uh, Nick Wayne was a was a good boy. Yeah. He broke like, his hair. I kissed him on the head. It was yeah. so bizarre. And, so anyway, uh, yeah, so, he, oh, so the, yeah, the press conference was worse. So Darby picks up the, the first the first fall, and then um, after that, Christian, Christian just goes full on hinge mode at this point, then, doesn't he? So he, he ends up, it looks like he's going to suplex Darby out of the ring onto the steps, and then he doesn't, and everyone's like, oh my God, thank God they didn't do that, and then he just does it anyway. Yeah, like twice, like twice, like but not well, onto, when I say when I say onto the steps, what I don't mean on like onto the top of the steps. I mean onto like the the, the stair bit of the steps. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, before you're forgetting a key story beat here. Before he did any of this, he went to put the moves on Nick Wayne's mum. Yeah, and she switched him with a with a drink, and she threw a drink over him, and then he just fucking lost his shit. Yeah, yeah, and and also because Darby, Darby rolled, came out from like. Came out at him like a bloody dart. Yeah, Darby like rolled him up, rolled him up with his like turtleneck over his head. He did, he he did so it like funny. that. So one day Darby's gonna hit that roll, that that dive on someone to the outside of the ring at that speed, and he's gonna just explode. Like, 
just gonna it, emulate. The way this was shot was fantastic. To be fair, where like Christian like sort of like staggered off after getting like the drink in his face, and Darby just like plowed through him. Yeah, um, no way. Because they never show you like Darby like taking off. They just show him oh. like coming into the shot. Yeah. They film it really well. They've done, they've been doing this for like since the start of AW. They've always managed to shoot yeah. Darby like this. I don't know how, because uh, AW's camera work is sometimes a bit wonky, but like they always mm-hmm. nail this, like absolutely hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Then we then we got all the step murder, which was deeply upsetting. Um, was eventually after like dumping Darby off the apron onto the steel steps about five or six times, Christian gets a count out. Which is, which is great. He gets the count out, and then Bryce goes to check on Darby, and then they get like uh, the doctor, and they get a stretcher down. While this is happening, Christian, because he's a tough guy, he starts. He starts. You know, obviously, the match is over. He starts taking the ring down because he's, you know, he's, he's never too experienced, never too old to work the ring. He's a role model. He, he yeah. influences everyone who's in AEW. He's just, he's just helping out. He's like, right, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the apron, I'll take the the, the canvas up, I'll take Start the pad. Start deconstruction. Up. It's fine. Exactly, exactly. He just starts breaking the ring down because he's a top lad. Um, and I was saying to Sarah, like I've seen. So so they so they put the, they put Darby on the stretcher and then Christian decides I'm gonna hit a frog splash off the top rope onto Darby on a stretcher. Yeah. Because why not? Um and then and then he gets Darby in the ring and then Bryce is like, Darby, are you okay to wrestle? And Darby's like literally coughing up organs and he's like, Yeah and Bryce's like, oh, that's that's all that's all that's all the assurance I need. That's okay for me. <laughs> yeah. Um and then like the match is on with basically three quarters of the ring exposed. Now, except for the one match that Jay knows about in TNT TNA, sorry, um the LAX OG match. Mm-hmm. Uh anytime that the ring gets exposed in a wrestling match, typically it's for like one move and then that's it, the match is over. This yeah. was like they, they they went about five or six minutes with with bare boards on this and like and several several like spots. Spot. Yeah, that, out of the kill switch on the wooden boards. I thought, oh, that was a fucking crime. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Christian did a murder on Bryce with the uh, with the spear. Um, Nick Wayne came out. And Darby was like trying to get Nick Wayne to hit Christian with the belt. Well, Christian was going to hit Darby with the belt, wasn't he? And then Nick Wayne came out and nicked it off him. That's correct, yeah. Okay, then, yeah. Darby death dropped Christian as well, like onto the board. Yeah, it's got to be death onto the board. Didn't do it. Um, and then yeah, Nick Wayne thought about it, and you could see, couldn't you? You could see it coming. Like he, 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 knows, he knows, he knows, which, he knows what side his bread's buttered on. He's a good boy, and as Christian said, he's gonna he's gonna uh, groom him as like the heir to the empire. Now, can, can we just can we just focus on this? I mean, I've talked about it before, but it's even more like, amazing now. He, he, so he deliberately he, made that as creepy as fucking possible. So a year ago, just over a year ago, we watched Nick Wayne wrestle in Liverpool, yeah, in a in a, in a nightclub. Um, when we met him, we had a picture taken with him because he was like the meet and greet guy. I sounded and... like a proud mum. And last night he just hit he hit Darby Allen with a title belt in the main event of a pay per view, and then got yeah. hit by Adam Copeland with a steel chair. Yeah. yeah, and then was the second person Edge speared in AW. Yeah, um, which was mad. So yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, so Christian eventually gets the win because he was it just off the belt shot, and then he just got it, Bryce. It was... yeah. It was off the belt shot, and Christian got Bryce. Because he really fully hit him in the face with the belt. Oh, and it's a big old heavy belt. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then yeah, Christian wins. That as soon as as soon as the beatdown started afterwards, like because like um, Luch- like um, Christian and Nick are beating, beating on Derby, then Sting comes out. Uh, then Luchasaurus comes out to take out Sting, and it's and it's the classic Omen the numbers game. It's still too much. There's still too many of them. Lights go out. Um, we get a beautifully produced vignette of um, good, someone driving a muscle car down some real like shonky alleyways in Seattle. Uh, again, it was revealed Darby helped choose all that, and that he, he he knew all the locations and and sort of like planned out all the all the shots and stuff and and stuff, uh, which was really cool. And then we got the not road, only the braces are, yeah. The rated R on the floor. Um, then we got You Think You Know Me, which we thought we weren't going to be able to have. And then Metalingus obviously hit, and the whole arena fucking erupted. Like, Edge is so excited. He run, or Adam Copeland, sorry, is so excited. He runs like all the way to the left to the crowd, and we can't see him because all the steam's going up in, in front yeah. of the camera. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. It was very cool. Can you imagine when that happens at Wembley at all in next year? Imagine yeah. everyone singing along to Metalingus. He's got Adam. He, Cop- he does Adam Copeland face as well, doesn't he? When he walks onto the ramp, and he's he's got that like I'm about to cry because I'm so emotional. Yeah. But he he said that really cool thing, didn't he? Where it was like I felt like free, as if I was like mm. I was not. What was he, he? The way he said it, it was like as if he wasn't. He he wasn't kind of like bound to one company. He felt like it, this was like just like when he first started out, and it was exciting again. Mm-hmm. You'll appreciate this, right? So there was a bit in the um, because he was talking about like, his decision to come to AW, and he said like he, he felt like he had more to offer, and he couldn't do that, and so he wanted to like he wanted to contribute more. And he said he was talking to his kids, and one of his daughters said, um, "You've got to go and be with Uncle Jay." Oh, and in twenty twenty three, we had a pay per view ending with Edge and Christian staring each other down. And as as Sarah said, as Sarah said to me before as well, props to Chris, like massive props to Christian. Like he must have been like so happy and excited for Made this to happen. But he yeah. was just like absolutely stone faced in character. Like he did so such a good job of selling this. Like it was phenomenal. Yeah. And then like obviously, it looks it looks initially like Edge is going to concerto Sting because Christian gives him the chair, and then he turns, hits Nick Wayne, throws at Luchasaurus, spears Luchasaurus, spears Nick Wayne. Christian just bails, and then yes, Christian's like Christian's literally on the ramp, just like hugging his title, like like it's like like it's his lifeline, lifeline. and it's, yeah. <laughs> he sells it so well. He's like such a an utter prick. It's oh, it's incredible. Um. So yeah, good. after the show, it was announced obviously that he's signed for AW. Yeah, as a full time, as a full time yeah. talent, he's going to be wrestling every week. He's going to be on every. He's going to be on every. He's going to be on every show. He's got his t-shirts already out. They got Metalingus. Yeah, they got everything. They got, rated, they got rated our superstar because WWE forgot the trademark. Well, the, the trademark lapsed like two years ago. Oh my god! Yeah, it's exciting. Um, this is a really good sign as well for a behind the scenes thing um if you haven't seen his press conference it's only about 15 minutes it's really worth like it's, it's, on, it's on it's on AW's youtube channel for free you can you can just go mm. watch it and he, he he like the passion he talks with is exciting for the company but also the fact that he was like saying that he's he's there to teach like the younger guys like he when he was in wwe he'd have like zoom calls with like seven or eight guys and he'd just talk them through like how to cut a promo there was a really nice um, bit as well where uh, when Darby came through his um, little bit on the press conference, he said like, because someone asked him what was it like working with uh, with Adam to shoot that 
because like, him and Adam shot all the, 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 the vignettes, and he's like, I'm one of those guys who wants to like pick everyone's brain, and he said Adam was like, I don't want to be one of those guys who's like, oh, back in the day we did it like this, and then Darby was like, oh, no, no, dude, back in the day you were like spearing people through flaming tables, like I want to be back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we yeah. could get Darby, Sting, and uh, and Adam in a spooky faction. Do it in, for Halloween. In, in the new Judgment Day. Oh. I I think if Darby's injury isn't too bad because he, he did have his arm in a cast. A sling. Oh, no, in a sling. Sorry, uh, after the show. Well, then he, did, um, oh, he, he basically said, I'm going to the hospital after this to get checked out. And then I've got um an, a, a training session for Everest in the morning at 9 o'clock. Future, uh, future body marker. Future marker. Jesus Christ. Um, but, yeah, so... um. What one thing that I think we are probably going to get at full gear is uh, Christian Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne versus Sting, Darby, and Copeland. That'd be so good. It, 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 it got kind of like leaked, didn't it, through Fightful that there's probably going to be a December pay per view. So I feel like they're going to build to Copeland versus Christian at that December one because that could main event the show. Um, Easy. But yeah, it was a, it was a very pleasant, I say surprise. It was like one of the worst kept, kept secrets yeah. in wrestling. But it was a very <laughs> cool moment, mm-hmm. for sure. It was, it was what it was one of them. Though it was like Danielson and Punk. It was there was just enough doubt for it to still be exciting when it happened. Yeah, I um, had it spoiled for me, and I still popped. I I also had it spoiled for me, and I also still popped. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's. I was saying to um, I was saying to Tasty before we started recording. Uh, currently, the amount of views in less than twenty four hours is over two million. Two point two. Last I checked, yeah. Two point two. Last we checked. Uh, My I was going to say for comparison, um, the CM Punk debut is seven, and that's obviously after. Months and months and months. So it's it's pretty exciting that they there. Well, my friend who doesn't even what doesn't follow wrestling anymore, like messaged me and was like Edge. I was like, I know. He was like, Are you excited? I was like, Yeah. So like, this is absolutely one of those things where it's like it's getting people excited. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just having a look now. Uh, CM Punk returning where he cut that awful promo um, was 1.9. See, mm-hmm. C- oh, sorry, CM Punk's actual like full debut because there was two like lots, wasn't there? There was like it was like a full 12 minute video and then uh, the other yeah, one, the 12 was, like, minute one's 17 million, so that's still ways way off. But the fact that the fact that a lot of Punk's videos aren't that far off uh, Mr. Copeland shows that uh, it's, a good, it's a good acquisition. Yeah. Super like, we, we, he, he really does feel like he stepped into that Punk void and sort of like taken that, but in like a much better way. <laughs> nice, <laughs> like, nice guy, Punk. <laughs> yeah. 
if it really feels feel like he's there to like be that like that experienced hand like and again something like, he's been given straight to Darby Allen like it, it shows the trust they have in Darby like that they're willing to let him work with all these legends like everyone's first program is with Darby they always put them together yeah well one thing as well um is did you see the like thing he put out on Twitter straight after where it was it was essentially just like a f- like four page like note app mm. thing and it was just like saying oh, oh yeah I don't understand why people feel like they've got to be like against the company and he's basically like very complimentary towards WWE he was like I, I spent 25 years there um, I wouldn't have met my wife if it wasn't for that I wouldn't have like done this I wouldn't have done that yeah, I wouldn't he, said, be he stuck me watching he stuck me wishing all his friends well he said anyone who supports me yeah. Please support me if you want to support me. That's great. Pro wrestling and not an acronym will still love yeah. what people tell. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. He, he did also uh, put that note on the fridge for Beth Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like be heading to walk the dog, be back in a few, but he like put like AEW in big letters throughout throughout that, <laughs> which is just fucking great. What a guy. Um. And she obviously best tweeted that out like as soon as he's showing up saying, guys. <laughs> um but yeah, this this definitely feels like one of the bigger kind of jumps that we've got. Like you said, it feels very similar to when Cody went to WWE, yeah. like the way they way he was able to come in like with his full presentation and like almost like his full reputation intact. Like this feels like the equivalent to going the other way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, um, right before we before we um before we call it a day, do you want to give it a little pay per view rating, a little score out of ten for this one? Um, give it a seven and a half. I think when it was really good, it was really good, but there was a few bits where it was just kind of felt like it was not filler, but you know what I mean. It's like mm. it, it, it felt like there, there was a few times where it just felt like it was just a match to kind of put on the card just to kind of pad the card out a little bit and okay. it, was, it wasn't like yeah I'm going to give it higher than that I'm going to give it an 8 because I felt like all the matches on there were great but I think the order of the matches was wrong and I think, yeah, I, feel like... I think some people that should have won didn't you guys, three five star matches and Edge like that. That's a nine, surely. Oh no, but that's the thing. So that's why I'm. That's why I've like marked it down, down so much. Because when it was really good, it was really good. But then there was what a... do you need? What do you, what do you need for AJ? Like, <laughs> um, I need Julia winning. I need yeah. FTR losing. <laughs> I need the I need Ass the Boys winning. winning. And I need, I need the righteous winning. Um, no, as, as I say, it was. I thought it was a really good show. I just think there was better AW shows this year. Which I is... think it's the best show. Done. I think it's the best show they've done this year. Mm. I, I honestly do. I think. I think Bell to Bell. It it was. I think it's up there with the best shows AW's ever done in terms I, of the whole package. I think both mm-hmm. All Out, All Out, and All In were fantastic. I was going to say Rebel, they were, to be honest. But they're all... I think I, I don't think AW's missed on a pay-per-view this year. I really no, don't I think they've had a bad one. Double or nothing. 
To bolo na tom, že I mean, they had they had the battle, the twenty four twenty one battle royal for the international championship. Um, Tony Storm, oh, that was that was bad. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm struggling here. Anarchy in the arena was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it wasn't as good as I the mean, previous years. I mean, how can you call it mid when it had the four pillars match? I think. Oh for no, me, the four pillars match is good, but like I, the, I again, it was everything. But I would, so I'm biased. And I mean, it did, it did, it did have that like shonky Adam Cole Jericho match. To be fair, it did have that. that. Hated that match. It did have that. Um, but for me, like I said, like it wasn't as low to go as a seven, but for the exact same reasons as Jay, like and the match order as well. So yeah, that was me eight and a half. Mm. I mean, that's yeah, fair. Seven um, and a half, still a respectable score. Have we got a wrestler of the week? Um, Swerve. No, you know what? Fuck it, Josh Barnett. Swerve, Josh Barnett. Um, it's a bit of a cheek because he didn't actually wrestle when I'm having Adam Copeland. Nah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> right. Uh, on that... He John Moxley on commentary. And John Moxley, commentator, commentator of all time is John Moxley. <laughs> Uh, on that note then we're going to call it a day um, yeah we'll be back next week to talk about more wrestling because there's always more wrestling Nick Jackson teased a big a big something big on Dynamite this week uh, like a new era thing um, it's the rate of the it might, be, it, it might just be he's got a new dangly who knows we'll find out it's the it's the, it's the rate of our era it's King Switch's era it's a lot of eras it's everyone's, it's everyone's era yeah it's undisputed he's got a say. new era ring Fine. Uh, right, yeah, uh, we'll see you all next week then. Enjoy your wrestling. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>